0: Well, hello everybody! You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and I've got Ramon Valdez and Philip Morley along with me again this evening. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Good, good. Say it's a it's a um, a guest episode, and tonight we've got two guests on. We've got um, this will be the first time that we've tried doing five people at once, but we thought it'd be fun to have both of these uh, folks on at the same time. We've got Sarah and Jason fig pen from uh, Texas Heritage, um, Texas Heritage, what's, uh, that's the name, right? We guys, we... Uh, it's legitimately Texas Heritage Woodworks,
1: but um, Woodworks. It's, Texas Heritage is easier because I do a lot more than wood now, so.
0: Mm, sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> thanks for thanks for being on, guys.
2: Yeah, um, this is hey, all awesome. been...
0: Yeah.
2: We're happy to be here. We've been looking forward to
0: this, so welcome. Yeah, well, you nice, guys, guys. are good to have you.
3: Good to have you
0: you guys are down in in menard texas so you're pretty close to where phil's at right
1: by texas standards not, yeah not close enough <laughs> <laughs> not, not far enough i have far yet
3: either. i have yet to make it <laughs> to
1: Jason, phil's wife place, has come so to yeah. visit us but phil has not made the trip on his own i know
3: right <laughs> what's up with that <laughs> I'm the one that has to work, so <laughs> yeah. How how far out do you think it is, Jay? Is it like a four hour drive? It'd probably be about or three hours th- from Wimberley to Three Wimberley. hours? Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. Texas Texas standard, that's pretty that's down the road. <laughs> and if you can get on Interstate 10, it's eighty miles an hour the whole way.
4: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'll at, get closer. It, at least. I could get there in less than three hours.
3: <laughs> oh, oh really? <laughs> So what you're saying is I need to come out and see you. I would love home. that. Yes. Yeah, we would love them. We need to bring 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 all the kids and, and the wife. There you go. Make it make, make a day out of it. Bring, bring a, a home little trip, airstream. Right? A home yeah, man, trip. absolutely. Yeah, you guys homeschool too. That's awesome. I I yeah, mean, and that
0: was and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to have you guys on. Um and to have both of you on at, at the at the same time. Um because it, I mean you guys are really a family business. I mean we were talking about homeschooling. Um but I mean you it's the two of you that, that are that are Texas heritage. And you guys are doing the aprons and the tool rolls and the shop accessories. accessories shop and, accessories, yeah. And, and and dog collars. <laughs> if it's leather yeah yeah uh, if yeah. it's leather we're doing it that's right
3: that's awesome yeah and I think- sarah does uh, all audio ab- embroidery and, and that's right yes yeah. pretty amazing stuff yeah yes
0: yeah but i, I remember <laughs> when you
2: when when i first got on instagram i hadn't been on very long and I, I i don't remember where i must have maybe it was in the feet or something but i i remember seeing that roerke chair
3: Yes. Oh mm-hmm.
2: my gosh! I was like, God, that, they're just beautiful, and and the different colors of leather. I mean, it just fits with something like that. Those are fantastic. It was one of my favorite chairs, and they look. I mean, besides cool being chair. beautiful, they look uh, they look pretty comfy. Yeah,
5: they are. They're oh,
2: yeah. they're amazingly
1: comfortable. Um, I'm so glad that Lost Art Press kind of brought this furniture style back into the mainstream because it's 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 really nice. It's a classic form. It's timeless really comfortable and just adding the leather with the wood combination it's really hard to beat yeah, yeah uh, absolutely now,
2: do you sell those like uh as a kit or are they yeah. fully assembled? yeah we sell the the leather
1: as a kit because you know a lot of woodworkers are wanting to try to approach this project but yeah. the leather aspect can make them a little nervous um it's right. one of the more visible components of the chair the leather's not cheap and generally like in one hide i can get one chair out so if you miscut a piece you're having to buy a whole other hide so (laughs) that's makes people pretty nervous to approach something like that Um, so we offer the leather kits basically it's all the leather and all the screws and hardware Um, then the customer can just turn the parts out of the wood uh, if they want to and they get our leather and put them together and they've got a great chair yeah
2: Yeah. that's awesome what do you do with the with the rest of the cow oh yeah you guys have kids <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> no so, kidding, feed those kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's pretty cool. That and that's that's a lot of leather. I mean it cool is for one chair. It that's is awesome.
4: But they are so comfortable. I, I keep trying to convince Jason that it should go in the living room, but he insists it needs to stay in his workshop, the chair we have.
3: <laughs> it's my shop need chair. A chair in the workshop, man. It's <laughs> where my dog sleeps.
5: <laughs> yeah, Yo, there you go.
3: <laughs> you ain't got time to sit down. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've never. I've honestly, I've I've seen those, obviously, but I've I've never sat in one before. It looks comfy. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I'll never be really seeing you soon enough in a couple of
1: you know here in the near future. Yeah. so you'll have to try it out. We'll bring it to
2: that. All right, this, this coming weekend. Yeah. awesome. So, how do you get those crazy colors? Or uh, and how many? colors is that available in?
1: Uh, Right now we offer, I think we have four or five different colors of leather that we have just readily available as a choice. Um, But really when it comes to leather, it all depends on how they dye it. You can get it in essentially any color you would want. But um, we have just four or five standard colors that we offer up. And then where we kind of allow people to to tailor it to fit their needs is if you have the brass hardware, you can get that Mm -hmm. in a, a shiny brass or we'll antique it for you. Um, and then the the arms all feature hand stitching on them, and we can do pretty much any color of thread under the rainbow, so you nice. can kind of personalize oh, it yeah, even that's more awesome. that way.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That maroon one with with brass or something.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, it just,
2: yeah, there's, the sky's the limit with, with variations there. It really is. And then what's neat, too, is with leather, as it
1: ages, as you sit in it, and the oils from your hands penetrate, and as you just work with it, it starts to develop its own patina and its own bit of character. So my chair that I have now is about five years old, and it looks nothing like it did when it was brand new and shiny. Right, um, right. It, just kinda, it just builds its own character over time, and it's really something, something to witness. It's nice. nice. I, w- I, w- I would
2: cry because i I scratch the – the leather with my spider co knife in my back pocket I mean, so... <laughs> oh no it's, it's
1: just like getting a brand new workbench built at some point that first scratch that first right. gouge has to happen right. and once the pain from that's over it's not too bad after
3: that <laughs> yeah and have you have you collaborated with i know you have but was it on this chair um with uh oh crap what's his name clark kellogg
1: um no clark and i have worked together on some of the uh the stools that are the, the same, oh, Yeah, with the, the campaign stools. Um, we haven't Those done a Rorke yet, but I would love to because Clark is a
3: pretty phenomenal yeah. woodworker in his own right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's really cool. Well, I, I noticed. I mean, you you collaborate with a lot of uh, different artists, and I think that's kind of cool to have have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. It it really is. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, five, six years ago, I was just reading their
1: articles in magazines or reading their books and to to be able to work hand-in-hand with some of these woodworkers. uh, it's so cool. It's
3: pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. And that's all because of Instagram. Is that right? 100% connected. 100% because of Instagram. That is true. Isn't that amazing? That
2: is amazing. I I remember when I first started following you, you were, I think you're still working on that, on that Jaguar, that restoration
1: um i finished up my bit of that jaguar uh probably about a year ago maybe a year and a half Uh, but it's still that jaguar the entire car itself is still under construction and going through the process i think the bodywork actually just got completed
2: and now it's going to go get painted so what's the story behind that if you can just give a a quick background on, on how that came to be Oh, sure. Um, So back before I started all
1: this woodworking and aprons and all this stuff, um, I was a mechanic at uh, CarMax, which is just a massive used car dealer in Austin. And uh, one of my really good buddies used to be a painter there. And he left CarMax to go work for a shop called Classic Jaguar in Austin um, that restores just old classic Jaguars. They're one of the best in the business. And they had a car come in. It was a 1950 Jaguar XK120. Um, it's an all-aluminum-bodied alloy roadster, wow. and it's, it's basically a real thin aluminum skin that's stretched over an ash skeleton of sorts, God, and it's all crazy. tacked on like upholstery. I mean, it's, it's just the neatest thing. But they got this car. It was a barn find um, in Kentucky, I believe, and the wow. woodwork was just trashed. Um, it had a lot of moisture in it. Parts were rotten and falling apart. And so when they were having basically their big collaboration meeting between all their departments trying to get a game plan together for this car, um, the, the question of who's going to do the woodwork popped up. And uh, my buddy, who was the my painter friend, raised his hand and said, hey, I know a guy <laughs> who's a woodworker and also a mechanic, so he'd be perfect for this job. And uh, the oh, manager cool. of the shop said, call him up. And so I came out there and took a look at it. And I had never approached a project that complex yeah, seems, or that in-depth in my life. It seems daunting.
5: <laughs> it, it, it
1: does. But then, you know, that's my, my first thought was there's no way I can do this. It's way out of my league. But then you start kind of breaking the job down into its individual right. components. And you start to realize that, you know, I can do all these little jobs on their own. Right. So I can do all of this and put it together. And, and Yeah. So I felt like it was something that I could really accomplish and I could do. And so I I pitched my my little sales pitch to the guy and um, he was all on board. And so I came and basically when I took all the woodwork off the car, I took thousands of photos and measurements and notes and everything I needed to because the big challenge was that the frame of the car that the wood sat on was going to be three hours away from me and I wouldn't have a chance to like test fit pieces as I went, you know, wasn't really something I could do. Wow. So, I took it all off and just uh, slowly went through the process of restoring it. Um, anything original on the car that I could keep and maintain, I did. Um, but parts that had to be replaced, I replaced them. And when I did, I replaced it with the exact same wood the Jaguar used, which was all ash. And I used the same processes they used, which they used bent lamination because there's not a straight line. On I, this car. I, yeah, I bet not. Yeah, and so um, I did everything the exact same. They all had three millimeter thick plies of ash that were glued together, and so I, I replicated all of that. So that way um, I think the car is meant to be shown at Pebble Beach, which is like the oh, epitome oh. of classic cars. So I knew that all the details had to be correct. That's, and That's, uh, that's pretty that's interesting. Awesome. It was awesome. It took me about eight months um, start to finish uh, working on it to get it done. And when we finally went and I, I delivered the final piece uh, to the shop, you know, we got it and we, we took the wood in and we set it on top of the body. And it didn't quite fit right like when we first set it on, but we wiggled a few body panels here and there, and all of a sudden the whole piece just went thunk, <laughs> and just fell in place. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was it was the best feeling. When that happened yeah, because so i was doubt. so nervous <laughs> right you know and um yeah everything worked out wonderfully the bodywork fit on there flawlessly and it's just going to be a breathtaking vehicle when it's all said and done um, but the first i think 240 that were manufactured were done with the ash
2: frame with the aluminum alloy how, how, how thick these, two, sorry to interrupt how thick do know. you think the uh the aluminum is ballpark i mean just a guess oh i mean it,
1: pr- probably a mil Mill and a half. Yeah.
2: So. Uh, wow. It,
1: it was thin. Yeah, and all aluminum too. So it was really tricky to work with. You know, steel's a little more forgiving because it's so firm, but aluminum being so soft and malleable, um, you got to know what you're doing. No, yeah. And these guys, come. yeah, the guys that work there are absolutely the best in the business. So it, it was awesome, man. Um, just to see. Yeah. What, what
3: an this opportunity. Oh, it was so amazing. Cool. That's was really amazing. cool, yeah. with,
2: especially with your background. Uh, you know, me- mechanic and and being able to do a lot of that, and just kind of know what needed to be done.
3: Yes. Right. right. Well, that's you know t- talking about your backgrounds because I I don't know your background and I know a little bit, uh, but you're saying you're a mechanic, and I know you've had Texas Heritage with your wife Sarah um, for five ish years. Mm-hmm. Is that correct. That's correct. You know, how? How? And uh, was this like a big life change thing that happened? Like you decided where you were, what you were doing wasn't working for you, you moved to the country and, and you know, you start this new thing and you're homeschooling your kids or were you already kind of doing that and you slowly just went off by yourself? I'm just curious how how you got to where you are now, if you, like, if you don't mind I kind of
4: talking that about that. We, yeah, we always wanted from the beginning uh, when we first, you know, talked about starting a family, like we knew that we wanted to homeschool our kids and we knew that we wanted to live in the country because we both grew up in the country. And so it was kind awesome. of, we also know there's not money to be made outside of the city. <laughs> you know, that's why people go to the right. city is because that's where there's jobs and money. And
5: right, so we, right. we
4: had to come up with something that we could do before we left. Yeah, we kind of had to be more established, so that was. Um, so, so
3: you were in the city, you guys did live
4: in the city, yeah. We lived in Cedar Park, so north, north, oh,
3: okay.
5: Area.
4: Um, and so that's where I think the, the woodworking he kind of started as a hobby, but then it was like, well, maybe I could do woodworking, um, and start that up because that's kind of something you can do from anywhere, and hmm. and so that was kind of the push, I think, in that direction. And he was doing a
5: lot so cool.
4: of woodworking um, things around um, in the garage of of our house there in Cedar Park, and we had um, Jackson was was gosh he was probably three and a half, four at that point, and Barrett was uh, about a little over a year old, and. And he would bring in, you know, shavings or sawdust into the house and tracking things through. So it was like, you need, you need to wear an apron or you need something.
2: <laughs> That's help. interesting. That's I'm awesome. Like, yeah,
4: can you make me an apron? It was like, yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. <laughs> and after waiting forever while I was raising babies and not having time to make
5: something, I was like, you
4: know what? Why don't you go in there and make it yourself? You know how to use my machine. Go, Go make it yourself.
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Because you couldn't
2: you yeah. couldn't you it, couldn't find you couldn't find one, I guess. You couldn't find what, what you liked as far Well as you know,
1: my, my, my first instinct when I was needing an apron and
2: obviously with her
1: raising a child or two it was difficult for her to do one and so I started looking for readily available aprons online and I went to most of the woodworking, you know, supply websites that we all visit and Everybody had aprons, but they only had one style of apron in one color, and generally their logo was right across the front, (laughs) and I never found an apron that had all the features I wanted, and I didn't want to be a billboard for somebody else, so that's where the idea to make our own came along, and then I kind of pulled ideas from a lot of different aprons that I saw or concepts I had in my mind to create what I thought was an ideal apron for my working situation. And so, yeah, yeah I made that's one. Pretty,
3: and that was so cool. No, and just on a now whim, that came I posted about. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I posted it on Instagram just on a whim because I just started on Instagram. I had like 40, yeah, 40 followers 42 at the time. Followers. <laughs> and um, one of those followers was a guy, back then. Um, yeah. Todd Nebel, who oh, I think you're yeah. well familiar with. Yeah. And uh, he sent me a message and said, hey, man, my apron's wearing out. And I'm like, looking <laughs> to buy another one. And I like the idea that you're a woodworker who made your own. Would you be willing to make one for me? That's great. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And Todd was up in Pennsylvania, and he goes to flea markets all the time. So he's always finding great vintage woodworking tools. And down here in Texas, we don't have those as readily available as what he does. So I said, hey, man, how about I just trade you an apron for some some hand tools? And so we did. And uh, I sent him an apron. He really liked it. Um, He posted a photo of it on his Instagram page which had like you know over a thousand followers at that point and as soon as he posted it i just i started getting random emails from people
5: that's cool and um
1: <laughs> it, it just started cool. building from there and never intended for it to turn out to this i never could have planned something like this it's just <laughs> right. the pieces all kind of fell into place and i just kind of recognized the opportunities when they arose and i took them
3: and uh that's and, cool. and here we are yeah that's very cool. And, and that's where you started, Sarah, you started customizing them? Did that happen a little bit later on uh, that, with other people's, with their logo?
4: Yeah, that that was, um, you know, if people asked about it, we would do it, but we really didn't advertise okay. for that yet. Um, okay. and We, we didn't we even we have, we have a website design. for a yeah, year or so. Yeah, we didn't, didn't so. have a website or anything. This was, when, when he was doing this, he was still working full-time at CarMax, you know, leaving at 6 a.m., getting home at 6 p.m., we'd get the kids in bed by 8, and he'd be in the shop until well after midnight, Jeez, just trying Man. to make stuff, and, and, and it just it blows, blows my mind, that, that people have already paid for, and.
5: And, and, you know, our
4: weekends were were going to the fabric store to get more material or that kind of stuff, you know, and doing little things around the house here and there. But um, it was pretty much all waking hours went to
3: Texas Heritage. Wow. Wow, that paid off. Well, you guys do just, I mean, beautiful work. I mean, your aprons definitely stand out from anything else that's out there.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
5: Thanks, Bill. Okay. I think that's, I think I, that's I, what makes the I difference, always right? See those, that,
2: I think, man, I wish I could wear an apron because I've tried, but it's just, yeah, I'm I'm, the same I'm way. just not that apron guy, but man, I, I wish I was. <laughs> I'd be well, like, in Texas, it's too, too
3: hot almost for me. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. magnets would be in there. <laughs> but I like the idea of that the uh, what, what do you call it? Like the tool belt? The, the mm-hmm. nail apron. Nail apron?
4: Yeah, happy. Nail apron. apron. Yeah. yeah.
3: I like that because for me, I am a klutz in the shop. Like I'm always losing my tape measure and stuff. And so I try to use aprons, but I I just get uncomfortable. And maybe I haven't tried the right one yet. But it's also that, you know, it gets pretty hot here. And I'm just, I don't necessarily like it. But the idea of the, the nail apron sounds pretty awesome. Well,
2: yeah, and that's where the, the nail apron
1: kind of came about because, like you, um, in my shop when we were living outside of Austin, it was just in a two-car garage, and it would just be sweltering in the summer. It would be 120 degrees in there. So wearing a full-body apron was just dumb right. <laughs> during that time of year. And so I needed something good. where I could still keep my <laughs> most used tools right there with me. Um, but I didn't like like the little flimsy cotton nail right. aprons you get and like the big bulky like construction Depot. aprons are just too big i wanted a good in between right. mm. and so i made one and it actually funny enough todd Nebel also got the first one of those um
3: man that's awesome. that, that guy's
1: just he, he's got a he's got a, a nose for this kind of stuff he knows when i'm coming up with something new and he, he always seems to get the first one i got
3: but um, <laughs> that's really cool yeah the
1: nail aprons are just a, a great in between if you don't like the full body um the nail aprons a
3: perfect option for you Yeah, that's cool. And you're going to have, obviously, you're going to have some of these to to try out uh, this coming weekend, this, yeah, this coming Saturday, right? Yes, at the Texas Woodworking Festival in Austin. I will have a little bit of everything that we make,
1: um, quite a few items for sale, (laughs) and uh, stuff to try on and check out and see it in person. Um, A lot of times people don't want to buy something just based off what they see online, but, put your hands sure. on it, put it on, try it out, do some jumping jacks, whatever you got to do to feel it out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have those there, man. Yeah, absolutely. You awesome. get a, I'm looking forward get a to chance
0: it. to get a chance to try them out. I got, I got one of your aprons. Oh, a, a couple years ago, like three years ago. So i probably got, <laughs> i probably got 6,000 hours in with your apron, you know, I mean, cause it's, it's like the first thing what? I put on when I get, when I get to the shop that's and it's awesome. about the last thing I take off because I just I've always worn an apron in the shop and um and when you guys came out with that and I think I got I got to see it at handworks 2015 Hand... is when you ordered it was that when I ordered it I wonder yeah if I remember I... us having that conversation okay. about it all right
1: that's awesome yeah.
0: and it's it, wow. it's not <laughs> it's not new anymore Um,
1: and you're not a hobbyist by any means no no so uh, that's what i love is the fact that i mean you're a legit hardcore professional woodworker and i see you use it every single day in your post and i love that i get to see him in use like that um not only is it just kind of make me feel good knowing that i can make something that that works that well for others but it's just exceptional feedback because i can see how it works or how it doesn't work or what might need to be improved just by watching Everything online, it's nice.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's
0: I I love it. I, I, I love the. Um... But
3: Ben, you probably need to take it off because that's probably what's slowing you down. It's slowing me the takes Just try <laughs> you just it. We
0: just got to get your chat in, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just, just try it this week and those tools will be done
0: I mean, to, so that's what's
3: going on <laughs> he'll spend the whole week looking for his pencil to take yeah,
5: his that's right
3: and, no he keeps posing for the instagram post. That's what's happening.
5: Yeah. <laughs> just messing with I,
0: love, I love i
3: really that. need i'm gonna get one i need i need to be more disciplined because i do waste time looking for my damn pencils and i i'm just that way when i teach students are usually following me around giving me like the pencil. It's
0: ridiculous.
5: Yeah, it's it's
0: bad. I've got everything right. Right. That's probably the main reason I wear. I wear it is because I've got I've got a I've got a a carpenter's pencil, a six inch, like a little six inch stare at rule, Rule. a, um, a, a, a carpenter's pencil. And a, a sharpie, and then a fine tip sharpie, and then one of those alpha oh, those little stainless oh, yeah, alpha, knives. alpha knives that yeah. 30, 30 degree. Man, those things are fantastic! And that's that's always like right, it's always everything's right there. You don't need, I don't even have to look where you know, look down. I can just, I, I know it's you know, that one's over here in the little yeah. left pocket. And man, th- the efficiency of that, you don't think that that's that big of a deal, but boy, it it oh, is yeah. the amount of well, time that you yeah. can look for something oh, can oh, yeah, frustrated and you know like and
1: yeah. if you're a hobbyist and you get an hour in the shop every night you know if you spend 10 or 15 minutes looking for something that wastes a lot of your right. productivity or if you're a professional and you're spending 15 20 minutes a day looking you add up all that time over a year and you're losing hours and hours of production it might not seem like yeah. a lot no, but, but you put it, it all adds together out. yeah it can make a big yeah gift absolutely gift. Yeah,
5: it-
4: yeah, And we've had, we've had customers that tell us, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not apron person. I'm just never worn them. But then, but then get one. And then, you know, get into that, that right. routine of the moment you walk in the door, you put it on and it's part of your, your uniform. Yeah. Get so you you in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then exactly. And it, it brings you to focus and then you can do your work. And then when you take it off, you know, you kind of can, Move on to the next Man, you guys thing. are good. Um, and I want
3: an apron now.
1: You might be able to make more than
3: five or six pieces of furniture a year if you have I know, right? <laughs> that's where I'm going wrong. The one that one took me five months on that last project. <laughs> Two months, I was go. looking for my pencil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, no, seriously. If, if I was going to have an apron, it's going to be your apron because they look awesome. And well, it's just yeah, it's incredibly well crafted and and thoughtfully done. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's looking I think forward it's, to it's,
3: look forward to trying it out.
0: I think it's a great a great product, and I also just think that it's really interesting in that you know, I mean, originally you were it was Texas heritage. I mean, it's it's got woodworks on the end of it. Um, so I mean, that was kind of the I'm guessing kind of the direction you were kind of thinking, and then it just how you 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 follow. He just followed what um, you know the opportunities. There were opportunities here or there, and it, it, it's still within that realm. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of steered itself. Yeah, it really did. It really did.
1: Yeah, I'm just holding on. That,
4: that's why we're saying if we had if we had right. planned it, it never right. would have happened. Exactly. We just kind of go with the flow. And oh, you want this? Sure, we can yeah, fill
2: yeah, that. Do you guys want? To, cool. Would you guys talk about that? Um, that historical that bench bench off building that you guys are, uh, are oh, working, working on? on. I would love to talk about that building. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. tell us yeah. about that. <laughs> <will you>? <laughs> <laughs> so, so
4: talking about yeah the gro- the growth of the business. So we started in the two car garage and then we moved here to to my family's ranch here in Menard and have a little shop out here. But we yeah, so cool. we're, we're We're to the point that we need to hire some help. We we are ready to take that next expansion, so to speak. And and uh, right about the time we started thinking, man, we really need to have a place that we could look at having a shop where we can have employees come. This building opportunity came up. It was it was just it was amazing how this building
1: has not been available for sale since 1919. Wow. And, like, right when we knew we had to expand, it popped up. And the the neat thing is that I've always tried to tailor our our brand and our products to where they would fit on the shelves of, like, a 19th century general store.
5: I want that old-time classic
1: look. So all of our branding and everything fits around that. Well, this building was built in 1900, and it was originally a general store. So when that just popped up at the right time, it's in the right place. I mean, it's 15 miles away from our house. We just couldn't say no. And so now we've got this building. Um, It's a massive two-story stone building, um, probably in a neighborhood of 8,000 square feet or so. Wow. Um, It was renovated into a department store, essentially, um, in the late 40s. And in the early 80s, um, the owner just decided he was done doing business, closed the doors and locked them with all of his merchandise and everything inside, and just walked away. Um, oh, he, he didn't entertain any offers, people wanting to buy it. Um, he was just happy to let it fall apart. And Man. it ended up in November of, I think, 2016, he passed away and left it to his, uh, to his family. And it was just such a massive undertaking to try to get this building back into shape, that they just decided to sell it um, instead of dealing with it. Sure. And, and so se- we picked it and up. Sell and
0: sell it as is, right? As, is. Yeah. So as yeah, is.
1: So they, that's the thing is um <laughs> yeah, we the we thing, ended yeah. up getting the keys to it. So we became the third the third family yeah. to
4: own the building. I think it's really cool. Since it built in nineteen hundred and we're only oh, the wow, third that's owner. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, we got the keys to it in August of twenty seventeen and it's been spending time cleaning it out just so we can get an empty shell to start working from. Um
4: And and it's just been Jason and I doing most of the work because of this liability, really. It's just been so dangerous to get into the building. So we can't really bring people in or, you know, hire Mm. crews to come in because you just, it's not really, we had to get it up to the point of being able to do that. We
1: originally thought we'd go in there like with a bobcat and just start scooping out trash and debris because the roof started leaking in like 2012 or so, just from decades of neglect. And as it progressively, the leaks got worse and worse. Um, it started leaking into the building. All the old merchandise and stuff started to rot and mildew and mold. And so we thought at first we'd just go in there with a the bobcat and clean it all out and just have a fresh slate to work from. But as we started digging through these piles of trash, we started uncovering treasures. Um, old handwritten <laughs> invoices from the early 1900s. Um, oh, that's too cool. Like, like, uh... Yeah, like lease note agreements from the 1870s. Um, just the most random things. Uh, we
4: found a, a 48 star flag. Wow,
1: oh, wow and, and so all of a sudden we realized we, we can't just yeah. clean it all out at one time. We have to sift through this and find the cool stuff, you know, <laughs> yes, <of> um, <laughs> so much of the history of our town, like the, 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 the roles this building has played in our community over the decades. So many neat little things were in there that would just have been lost if we'd have thrown them away. Yeah. So I... now we're it's like a massive archaeology experiment. We're just sitting there sifting <laughs> <Yeah>. through things, <laughs> right. throwing away the bad and keeping the good. And now we've got three ring binders full of all these old documents. Wow, and that is fantastic. some of the neatest stuff. So we're getting to the point where it's almost like we started now massively moving piles out. Um, we had a lot of volunteers come out and help us um, about a month ago. A lot of people from Instagram um, answered our call and came and helped out. And we moved a lot of stuff out. We moved um, I love well that. over. Uh, 12 tons of debris from the building up to this point and um we've got most of the good stuff out now and so we're able to move things out in larger quantities and we're making fast progress but there's still a lot of work to get done um it's what we've dubbed as our lifetime project because it'll never really be complete but we're working on it man um we're trying to raise money right now uh to fix the roof the great thing about this roof is that even though it's leaking in a lot of spots and it has a lot of issues with it, about the center 60 to 70% of the roof structure itself is in excellent shape and perfectly salvageable, but we have to repair the ends of all the trusses. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of those are rotten, Some are in pretty bad shape, and so there's a local contractor who came and looked at it and feels that they can get in there, and basically jack the roof up a little bit, and then go start repairing the ends of those trusses and replacing them one at a time, working their way down the building. And be able to keep a majority of the original structure itself, which sounds like a daunting task, but I think it's a much better option than tearing the entire roof down and going right. back with new. So we're trying to raise money for that right now. We've got a GoFundMe um, campaign going. So many people have reached out to us wanting to know how they can help or what they can do to assist because they just love the vision we have for this building. Yeah. So the GoFundMe is there so people want to chip in and try to help us reach our goal and get some contractors in there to
3: fix this place. Um, so
1: that's, that's kind of where awesome. we are right now.
3: And they can follow that link too. You have it on your Instagram account, right? It's, Texas Heritage. It is. It's a, the link in my
1: profile um, on Instagram. You can also visit our website, awesome. txheritage.net, and the main page that pops up will have info um, about the GoFundMe campaign there.
0: Yeah. And a, a, lot, cool. a lot of that has to do also with the fact that to get the roof onto the place, you've got you've got to um, you got to get a roof onto the place to, to get it insured right or, correct because you can't you can't because I, I ran into that I've got a, a an old gas station that was my original shop um, that I still have that I, I lease out now but it, I was in the same boat where you've got a building um, you you own the building but you've got to get it to a certain point before you can even get it insured mm-hmm. and you oh, can't, oh yeah you, and you can't go to like and the and the bank won't give you, you the money, the right. collateral you won't give
5: money the, because yeah, the building isn't
0: yeah you, you don't have any collateral in the building because because you can't insure the you can't insure the building because <laughs> that is, yeah it's, yeah. Yeah, it's that's not a wise
1: I'm... investment for a bank at this point yeah, yeah. The, bank, the
0: banks like we're right, not going to give right. you the money if you can't insure it because if that thing goes to the ground all that's all that's there is the ground so there's no you know unless yeah. unless the unless the property that that the building is sitting on is worth enough to cover the collateral. Right, right, right. And right. it, you know, as, as far out as we are, from in anywhere, Menard, you know, a, a,
1: a city lot in Menard is not worth um, yeah. what a city lot like in it, Austin would be. So,
0: sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So they would want it to burn to the ground so they yeah. could just
5: <laughs> build on it. Yeah, so, right. there's,
0: there's, so there's more to it than just like, you guys are trying to do a GoFundMe so that other people, oh, can, can I just get everybody to pay for, for my building? It's It, it more has to yeah, do with, but you guys have got to get this thing to a certain point that you can get a loan
4: uh, exactly. and insurance, insurance. to
0: That's get correct. it to that point. So it's yeah. not just we're yeah. just looking for everyone else to to pay for All our right. place. We're, we're <laughs> That's stuck true. In that
4: between rock and a hard place spot and, yeah. and just yeah. trying to figure, you know, we've, we've put in as much as we possibly can up until this point, um, and we continue to <laughs> as we can, but – um, that's where we need and
0: you'll have a, to at some point assistant. you'll have to you'll have to borrow some money to 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 do yes. those things, but you've got to be able to have you've got to be able to insure it and have exactly. something that's that you can mm-hmm. put up as collateral so that you can get a loan and then you and then you yes. can then you can play the loan game of of all the different ways that you can get loans to yeah. do that stuff yeah, well. yes, exactly. exactly yeah, because right now we've got a
1: great story, we've got a great idea, we've got a lot of passion and drive and all that stuff but that That's not
0: enough for some of these right. institutions that right. yeah, right. want to help out. So. Yeah, those those banks, they don't, don't seem to lend money on those great ideas. And <laughs> they, they, will, they will to a
1: point. To a but point. You've got to have yeah. that yeah. physical yeah. structure to back it up, too, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: That's how my mentor started his business. He went in with his photographs of his furniture, and said, so I want to start a business. And they the guy liked his furniture, luckily. And gave him a loan. Really? Um, wow. But –
4: well, yeah, and they say too that now, like the lender, ago. the lender will say they'll loan you money, but it's the underwriter that'll look at it like, "What? No, we're not going to do this." Yeah, so then right. you feel like you got your foot in the door, like, "Yeah, this is happening," and then it turns out not to. Sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now, okay. So, say you got this building going, and once you do get this building going, um, what what is the goal here too? Like you said about hiring people, expanding your business. Is it gonna be a teaching environment? Is it gonna be a school type deal? Yeah, um, all of the above. Yeah, Absolutely. All of the above, yes. okay. Um, I mean, we we, yes. we homeschool, so obviously we love to educate. We don't
1: have a problem with right. sharing knowledge and teaching others. Um, and Sarah and I also do a lot of teaching as well, just in the realms of, of what we do craft wise, um, as right. far as like leather work and stuff like that. But yeah the whole goal is for basically the second floor of this building is going to be our manufacturing area um, everything i do in my shop right now from tool rolls to leather to aprons all of that will be done upstairs um, i've got cool. numbers of other industrial sewing machines sitting in back here in one of our barns um, just waiting to be put to use so once we're able to expand because right now my shop is currently about 400 square feet um, we'll have oh, close to 10 okay. times that amount once we get
5: Toss, so toss. Yeah, yeah,
1: like right now, my workbenches serve double and triple duty. One day it's a woodworking bench. The next day it's a, a leather working bench. It, it just kind of runs the gamut of what I happen to need at that point. So we'll have dedicated workstations scattered throughout the upstairs to make our work floor more efficient, um, to be able to fit a couple of people up there. We can hire from here in Menard to come work and, and help us out making things. And then my, my goal for the, the first floor, like I mentioned before, this building was a general store when it first started. And so we right. want the first you know a thousand square feet or so to be a legitimate 1900s general store again where you walk so through good. those That's doors awesome. and you feel like you walked back a hundred years in time um, we'll have things like our work aprons and our tool rolls and some of our leather items probably have a rookie chair or two on display but i also want to have items that other artisans and craftsmen um, make a lot of our, our friends on instagram there's spoon carvers there's other right. leather workers there's metal workers so many people have wonderful products that they're, they're selling online. I'd like to have those in our store to sell so people can walk in and basically Instagram make Instagram a physical place, you know? <laughs> that's pretty cool. That, that's what we're shooting for, for the front of the building. Um, and then behind the general store, the next 2,000 or so square feet will be classroom space. I want to have a lot of work bitches oh, wow. there we can have people come out and teach woodworking courses leatherworking, hat making upholstery I mean you name it if it's something you do with your hands yeah, cool. I want to have classes we I've talked to so many makers out there um like Clark Kellogg I'm trying to get him to come teach a letter carving class and um Daniel yeah. Rose Bird from up in Maine is going to come down one day and teach you know bowl carving and um Kieran Benny from nice. over in the UK is going to come teach a, a Welsh stick chair stick chair class um one dime. So I'm trying to already line people up, even though that's years into the future, I'm trying to plant those seeds early and and really try to get some people enthusiastic and inspired. And uh, just try to bring a lot of art and culture into this area and bring people here that probably wouldn't otherwise come here to teach. I think it'd be a great place to come learn. It'd be a great environment. Um, Our little community of Menard here is such a beautiful place and we'd love to be able to share that with other people. And right now Menard's not really on the way to anywhere. So unless right. you intend mm-hmm. to drive here, a lot of people don't even know where this is or won't even see it. So I'd right. love to be able to show off what we have here and what our life is like daily. And and I think by having classes and bringing in unique instructors, that's a great way for us to accomplish that. And it,
4: it's such yeah, a
1: history-rich
4: cool. area too. If we could bring people here to see the history that we have and, and you know, it's a good uh, place to come. If you come here, then you've got several places within a short drive of Menard to go and experience more parts of of Central Texas area.
3: Man, that's really cool. That sounds awesome. It really is. That's – I can't wait. (laughs) Very commendable what you guys are doing. Uh,
2: And, you know, your your name kind of makes sense now with the heritage and handmade and tradition and working with your hands. Yes. putting all that together that's that's really fantastic you know because like
1: I, i've got a traditional four-year college degree um for texas a&m that i don't use I, after i graduated from a&m i went to trade school to learn how to be a mechanic and i've worked with my hands from that day on and i love it mm-hmm. and i want to show other people yeah. that you can make a living working with your hands um you can if you're passionate about it and you're you're competent you can really do a lot and so we want to try right. to have uh like after school programs for some of the local youth Teach them some leatherworking wow. skills, woodworking skills, that kind of thing, where they can be their own boss. They can go out in the world and get a job anywhere because they've got a marketable skill. They yeah. can work anywhere with that. And some people aren't made for college. Some uh-huh. people aren't made for that kind of job. Uh, That's right. Work. Amen, so, brother. So why not go <laughs> out there <laughs> and teach people how to work with their hands, teach them some old skills that they're not going to pick up in shop class. Or maybe they don't want to watch YouTube all day trying to learn stuff. Maybe right. they want to learn from real instructors. So. That's what we really want to try to do is inspire the youth, try to get them involved and get them working with their hands.
3: Uh, Keep the craft alive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's That's, so cool. Yeah, I I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have my trade school because I was not – yeah, I don't have a degree. (laughs) (laughs) I went to trade school. (laughs) Kept me off the streets. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: We also have so, uh, like festival ideas in our in mind for the future with with our location where we are. Like we've got a we've got a really big park right behind the building where we could utilize and have like actual events where we could bring larger groups of people together, nice. um, which I think would be really really fun too. Yeah, we keep uh, seeing the post from
1: cool. that uh, the Lost Trades Fair out in Australia, like what Glenn Rundle and family are doing. I keep thinking, why couldn't we do that here? We've got those same trades here in the United States. Why couldn't we bring them all together in one place? I have dreamed of a festival
4: like that before I even knew about the Lost Trades Fair in Australia. And then when we heard about it, I was like, yes, this is what I want to (laughs) do.
1: And (laughs) now we've got a place to maybe do it. So it's so many possibilities with this building. Um, And it all starts with getting that roof fixed and stopping the rain from coming in.
2: Right. Right. Well I'm so structurally structural about it. How's the uh, the second floor um is that in decent enough shape to where you can continue?
1: Oh yeah, the, the, the floors in and, and well the, the flooring of the second floor is basically the same as the roof. You know, the center sixty percent or so but it's in outstanding shape. Um the outer edges where the mm. roof has mainly been leaking is right there on the sides. Oh, I see. And so, so it's starting yeah, to come moisture. down. And so the, the flooring itself, the tongue and groove, a lot of it's rotted away. It's just the floor joist going across. Um, but that's that that's not hard to do. Um, we can replace the flooring. Mm-hmm. Um, even just plywood can be good temporary flooring until we can get find some good reclaimed tongue and groove to put in there and kind of keep that same feel. Um, so it just yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of getting it dry, and then we can address the flooring itself. Right now, we've got All plywood right. laid out as temporary flooring, and it's been working just fine as it
2: sits. It's pretty interesting. It's it's <laughs> almost like this building found you guys because this really takes the right kind of owner to see the vision and restore this and put all this, you know, effort into making this place, you know, the glory that it once was. That's, it's really
1: fantastic. That that is an interesting way to look at it. It is almost like we've been both on this path. The building's been falling apart as we've been building up so we can
2: meet together and try to help each other out. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I mean three owners since you know the early nineteen hundreds, that's that's amazing. It is. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing some of the like oh like old receipts that you guys had mm-hmm. found in, yeah. in the, the general store.
3: I've always loved that kind of stuff. It's
5: oh it's fast. A... Well, wasn't there
3: like a, a safe door or something you found? <laughs> like <laughs> some random the vault door, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so our, our, our building, the main big two story building, has a small stone building attached to it that's on the side that's been a variety of things um over time but it started out as a bank and so it's got its traditional little stone like bank vault in the back that had the big like cast iron surround and the big door and when we acquired the building the the main door itself was just gone um, so we just assumed that over time it disappeared and we just figured it was a lost cause but after having the place for a couple of months, one of my good buddies, uh, a guy named Houston, who lives here in town, um, and helped me out on a couple of projects in the building, sent me a text one day. He said, hey, dude, I think I found your door. And it was a picture <laughs> of this big steel door laying in the middle it's of a pasture. A just, <laughs> what? And so uh, I was looking at it and, like it was the same paint color as what our vault was. And I was like, well, the paint, right. And, I mean, what are the odds of there being another Man. vault door just around? So, like, it's got to be it and so the owner of the land um one of the ladies here in town heard our story and she's like look guys if that's y'all's vault door y'all just come and have it i'll, get it. I'll <laughs> give it to you if i can send it back home and so that's we went loaded awesome. up on a trailer and we brought it we carried it you know it weighs probably about 500 pounds it was tremendous and we drug it into the building and hung it on the hinges and sure enough man it was the that's... door <laughs> in a pasture <laughs> like two miles away and luckily it enough, so the
3: way the,
1: the 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 front of the door with the combination dial was facing up, but it was on logs, so it wasn't you know like sitting on the ground getting wet the whole time. so I got some sewing machine wow. oil and, and pretty much put it on all the moving parts <laughs> and now it works everything turns the combination dial works all the the locking rods work. It's, it's insane how
3: that door that just – How so did insane. it get out there? That, right. I mean, see, that's what
2: I'm saying. That, that building found you guys. It, it's, man, it's, pretty, so it's
1: pretty remarkable how it all came to be.
3: But, yeah, it's – I would uh, love to know how yeah. – That one
1: of those stories where, like, we, we got done, and we just that's high-fived cool. and just looked at it in disbelief. We couldn't believe it
3: actually it happened that, that way. Is, but, wow. But there you uh, go, man. That's, that's so awesome. crazy. <laughs> and uh, I know you just finished that uh, sweet – uh tool tote is completed huh and is that going to be an item or is that just for you <laughs> no so the yeah the leather tool
1: tote um that's something i've kind of a concept i've had bouncing around in my mind for a couple of years now i just didn't really have what i thought were the skill sets and the know-how to make it all come together um but i finally got some confidence up i guess back in november last year and made my first prototype it basically looks like an old doctor's bag right. um but it's 100% leather, all hand sewn, and you can just tailor the insides to fit whatever you want, it's great. Um, I don't wanna do those as an actual product just because they are super labor-intensive. It's a lot of work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that'd be you know, something that only a select few customers would really be interested in um, when it comes to a right. cost aspect. But what I really right. wanna use this for is a teaching tool. Well, we're gonna basically, um, I'm working on a, a pattern set now I want to have patterns available and a series of videos available showing how to build it. Um, so you can buy oh, the cool. patterns and make one of your own. And we're also going to be teaching classes on how to make it. Um, in fact, we've got our first class, our inaugural tool tote class, coming up in two weeks in Seattle at the Pratt Fine Arts Center. Um, That's awesome. Sarah and I are Ooh, both nice. flying up there to teach. We've got 13 people in the class. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. So I'm taking my tote. and We're hoping to uh, have 13 very happy people at the end of the class um, with a whole lot of leather knowledge. And uh, I'm I'm excited, man. It's going to be great.
3: Oh, yeah. That's, man, that that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's beautiful. It really is. It's kind of, I was looking at it because more I'm, I'm, you know, traveling and teaching and stuff. And I was like, man, I need to get something to carry my my very limited hand tools that I have around. (laughs) I was like, man, that thing's awesome. Walk into the class with that, you kind of own the class.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have no doubt. (laughs) No doubt, oh, you have instant so cool. street
1: cred when you walk in with that. Right. Venue. I mean, right now you're wearing a Texas heritage shirt when you teach,
3: so I think that helps you out a lot. But the tool. There you go. <laughs> it does. Put <laughs> it <little laughs> legit. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. This is a uh, number four. Uh, Smooth. <laughs> with a question mark.
2: I think. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I remember showing my wife, and I can't find it now. I'm trying to find it. But it was like a, a, a leather coffee cup. Oh, here it is. It holds a mason jar. Yeah. That's yeah. what we call our ranch hand mugs. Um, those are great.
1: You know, it's, it holds 16 ounces. So that's generally enough for your first cup of coffee in the morning.
0: It's
2: like a leather
5: koozie. It really is. The, it's got
0: a... I'm sorry. Was, was, that, that, was that one of your guys' first products? That, you that guys was the had. first um, leather thing
1: that we ever did. Yeah. Uh, first ever oh, leather. Oh, so it was. Yeah, the, we've been making those for years now. It was the. Um, Todd t- Nebel actually got the first one. Okay, um, Todd, Todd wow. <laughs> <laughs> So that,
2: that was the toe
0: in the water. Um, that was. As far as, that was. Uh, the toe uh, in the water. Right That's pretty uh-huh. cool.
4: Yeah, the, the best thing about those is you put a hot, you know, hot coffee, hot tea, hot chocolate, just something hot in there, and it, it emits the leather aroma. Oh, wow. So then you That's get hot. that leather smell when you're drinking, you know, whatever your, your
5: choice is. <laughs> yes.
4: But it works great with cold, too. So you put a cold beer or, you know, whatever in it there. All works the time.
2: That, Very easily, Joe. <laughs> has that new car yeah
4: (laughs) exactly and
1: then that mason jar just slides out, so you can wash it or if you break it you can replace it easily yeah those are great
0: sure those are always Uh fun ones to sell and they're and they're and they're a good product they're they're a um, they're a good impulse buy for the different shows that you guys do because you guys go to
2: yeah you go to the different
0: easy i mean i've seen you at at handworks and then i've seen you at, uh, at wia the woodworking yes. in america when when those were going on Yes. um what mm-hmm. other so like what what shows are you guys going to i mean we've got the, the show coming up this weekend right
1: yeah the texas woodworking festival um in austin this saturday we will be there um we went there to the first one last year and had a good time um, we used to go to the Lee nielsen Handel events that were in Texas. Um, anytime they'd have one in Texas, we'd be there. They haven't had one here for a year or two, um, but if they have one this next season when they do them, Aren't, we will definitely yeah. be in attendance there.
0: Aren't they going to be at the Texas? They
1: are. They
0: are. They are yeah. going to be they in are. this weekend.
1: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then also we've started over the last, well, probably what, year or two, um, every six months mm-hmm. up in Garland, Texas, um, Dowd's Tools. One of the best antique vintage tool dealers in the country, um, they host a, a, a big tool sale in their backyard, essentially every one oh, cool. every November and one every June, and we have been fortunate enough to have been invited out there by them um, to set up shop and, and sell some of our stuff as well. So we're always up in the Dallas area in November and June selling with Dowds too. That's cool.
2: That's awesome. You guys, it sounds like you guys are on on this path, for, you know for for a reason and it's all starting to connect
1: it is man the pieces are all falling
2: together and it's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just really neat to see how things
1: progress and how you know see what a little bit of growth we have every year it's really neat to just kind of look back and see where we've been and yeah, how things right, have come right. to get to this point you know i even still it's have only been,
3: it's only been five years it's amazing to me it, it's crazy and it's what's what's really
1: mind-blowing to me that it's it's all because of a free app i put on my phone yes years yeah. ago and i didn't even <laughs> yeah. realize it was a social media yeah, right. type thing i thought it was just to do fancy filters on your photos and make right look cool. right and yeah. And so I... yeah it's just funny how it all worked out um but you know like i said before yeah, we crazy. we see things as a potential opportunity and i try to attack it head-on and and make it happen and we've just been really fortunate to Sell some things to the right people at the right times and come up with some ideas at the right right. times and just kind of make something happen um, and come up out of nothing, really. And
3: how cool, Um, too, for your kids, since you're homeschooled, they get to go travel (laughs) with you and... And get opportunity to do that, so that's kind of oh, and it's it's neat. Uh, my oldest son swears that we're world famous. Um,
1: he says he's getting mentioned in magazines occasionally right. and stuff, and he's just People he, taking photographs just, you. <laughs> Oh yeah, he thinks we hung the moon. It's it's awesome. Um, it's a pretty cool feeling. And th- oh, yeah. the great thing is that they get to be around us all day, so they see it happen. They they understand yeah. what it's taken what to, it to build this business to where it is. And you know, a lot of uh, like family owned businesses, the kids generally are born and the business is already established, and they just kind of go into it. These guys have got to actually watch it as it grows and develops. You know, my my hope is that yeah, like that'll, in, that'll yeah, I hope like in thirty or forty go, years they're gonna be starting to take over um, yeah. at the building for us, and they can say like, not that mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is my parents' building, but like oh we helped build these shelves, or I remember right. when we helped take this
3: wall down. You know that they're going to be mm-hmm. invested in the in the entire process. That Absolutely, really that that that's, means that's a beautiful. That thing. means a hell of a lot. It may not pay a lot of money, but right there, that's worth it. Oh, yes. Oh, when,
4: yeah. we, uh, when we got the keys to the building when we first walked through it, it was like, okay, we can't bring the kids yet because it just wasn't – it wasn't safe to bring them in. And so we worked a little bit uh, to get it to where we could bring them in. And and um, I'll never forget <laughs> our oldest uh, Jackson's face when he walked in the door and he was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't – like, <laughs> why would anyone let this happen? And we're like, I know, I don't understand. And he walked over to one of the walls. And rubbed the wall and he said it's okay building we've got uh, now <laughs> i was like
5: oh
1: my god oh, no. yeah. the kids got a heart of gold and like recycling oh, like, just drives him crazy so he saw this building uh, and he we're like dude this is the ultimate recycling project that's we're gonna so be a cool. part of it yeah. he was just he just couldn't fathom that somebody would let that happen to that
2: building but
4: so after, every time we do a little bit more work, then we'll bring him back in. He's like, "Whoa, it looks so cool now!" It's like, "It's we're almost there." <laughs>
2: and, and which one was which one was that? The oldest have- That's
4: our our oldest, Jackson. Yeah, he's you, our oldest. You have three he's boys, right? Yeah. Yes, three boys. Nine
1: year old. We've got a six year old and a four year old.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. we got a handful. <laughs> Good thing you have boys <laughs> keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, right on. Uh, before yeah. we uh, we're getting down on on time, so we don't have a lot of time left. But I did want to talk about the embroidery because I don't do we. I'm not sure that we really touched on that, Sarah. That's something that, <laughs> that that that's kind of your expertise, and I think it'd be something that'd be interesting to talk about.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So with the embroidery, we can personalize your anything that you order through us. Um, That was kind of uh, when I started doing embroidery work um, so I could be a stay at home mom when Jackson was a baby. Um, My I, I love the idea of personalization and making it your own um and so then with Texas Heritage products it was like well it only makes sense that you know you could put your your business logo or your name or you know we've we've even done uh one of my favorite ones was a guy who had ordered it with his with his initials and then when it came time to making his his apron he was like you know I've decided I want to change it to say grand bear because that's what my grandkids call me. And so his apron says grand bear on it. <laughs> so it's really, huh. you know, th- to personalize it, and make it your own. Um, it, it, and this is just a, a cool way to do that. Um, really so cool. we do, we do all the embroidery here in, in house. Um, we send it off to get digitized, um, but then, then I do all the stitching and everything here, and and so Jason will bring in things that need to be stitched, and I'll get them stitched and back out to him for final assembly of things.
3: That's awesome. Um,
4: yeah, and so it's uh, there, it's a, a a little bit costly right up front, not really, but kind of. Some people are like, oh, it's like twenty five dollars to get your logo done, but once it's in our system, then we can add it to anything, so right. whether it be a Texas heritage product or even. I've done outside, you know, hats and and things yeah, like she's that. She's done hats other people for like well. Lost
1: Art Press, um like Badax Tool Works. She's done a lot of their stuff for them. Um a lot of woodworkers see this as a way to kind of get their merchandise that kind of that sure. nice finished touch and get it out there to the customer. So yeah, it's it's been kinda of neat to see how people start reaching out to her on a lot of these items. Um
0: it, it it's been really great. Yeah, that's a yeah, that it's a, sounds it's a cool. cool thing to it's a cool thing to offer. I mean, it, it it just makes it makes your products just that much better, you know, <laughs> to, to be to be able to yeah. personalize them. And then and then also it's it's also probably pretty interesting to see, like, all of the different branding that different folks have come up with. Oh, on yeah. Definitely. Right. right. There's some
4: really awesome ones out there. Like I do I do a sample stitch out of everything before I stitch it on the actual item (laughs) just to make sure, you know, things don't go wrong. But I've got a nice collection now of really awesome
0: logos. And
4: people get really
0: Oh, it'd be like be like people right, sticker walls. You see folks with uh, with all the different <laughs> stickers from uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. all these different yeah, we, folks, but you've got yeah. a bunch of embroidered. <laughs> We've got
1: a box with hundreds of those things stacked up in them. It's pretty neat. So many. Yeah, that's cool. That's
4: and cool. people get really excited when they'll they'll send me an email and be like, "Hey, so you did this for me a couple of years ago," and I'll, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, you use this as your logo, and do you want to use the same colors? You want to go with different colors?" They get all excited because I remember them. Yeah. but the it's it's a very visual thing so i i remember that kind sure. of stuff um and so it's 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 nice to i think it just adds that next that next touch uh that level of personalization and then it makes it yours where right, you know right. jason didn't want the aprons he was finding because it was blasted with their company logo it's like well this we don't want you to buy our products because you want a texas heritage thing we want it to be yours that you can mm. make Work for you. That's and fantastic. So that, and that's also comes into play with all the different pocket options and and things that we offer as well cuz we we have a lot of options, but it's so it can tailor to fit the need that you're trying to Absolutely. fill.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your apron nothing but the tools.
4: Um now
1: we Yeah. Right. We kind of shy away from doing magnets just because there can be issues like with pacemakers can be a problem. Um I'm worried about like when woodworkers do a lot of stuff with uh, uh, a lot of sharp blades. I'm worried about sharp blades being attracted to their body, you know, that kind of thing. I've always been a little hesitant to do the magnets, and also a lot of times if you want to do it correctly, you got to try to sew them in. You try yeah. to use like these good rare earth magnets uh, on an old oh, cast iron amazing. sewing
2: machine. It, it's really hard. hard. To see. Uh, and the other thing oh, is yeah. that they're pretty brittle and they can crack. absolutely.
4: Yeah. Absolutely,
2: and then so, you have, yeah. I never thought about
3: you sewing it work. in, <laughs> yeah. What a pain! <laughs> I was just asking for Ramon anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you need some magnets, guys, I know, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. That's what I, I've
1: I found that some of the best magnets come out of old Mercedes Benz um, air suspension compressors. They've got these rare earth magnets that are massive, and as a a former mechanic, I was a European car specialist, um, and so I had a lot of those on hand, so I was able to rob magnets from a lot of parts. Um, which is funny because if I would have said this <laughs> six years ago, I would have got fired from my job, but they can't
5: fire me now because I
2: quit. Catch
3: me if you can,
5: sucker. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast goes – we we reach hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. You told me earlier it was just Nobody, mom yeah. to listen. Not, none, of them, none of them
5: listen to it. It goes out to, it goes no. Out to everybody. No, you know. It goes out <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> <But> they have <laughs> to <laughs> click play. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's awesome. You guys are on a great path, you know, and I say it all the time, but I I mean, you're just starting to see it handmade is just making a comeback. I don't know if it's because of social media or what, but people love seeing handmade. They want the quality back. We're done with the with the quantity. We want something that is handmade mm-hmm. by a, you know, by this mom and pop shop and you know, a lot of that is going away, but at the same time it's it's coming back. I mean, you know, you have a lot of these like hardware stores that can't compete with some of the box chain, you know, the box mm-hmm. stores. But then there's crafts people like you guys, and and you're just seeing you're just seeing this huge growth. I mean, that's we well, you
1: know. I think a lot of it I, has to do with. I think it's fantastic. With, um, I love you it. Know, we grew up hearing they just don't make it like that anymore, but it's because we just right, didn't right. know. People still make it like that. You just have to to right, know about right. them. And with the you advent find of social them. media, find them. These people are coming yeah. to the forefront, and now we're aware that people still do make it yeah. like that. Um, they just couldn't compete. So yeah, I think it's <laughs> social media. It's it's funny right. that something so high tech is saving something that's so old school. Um, it's just yeah, the perfect yeah, combination.
5: Absolutely.
3: So yeah, it's right. crazy.
5: Yeah,
3: and it's it seems to like there's always been. I mean, you know, like Facebook and stuff, but it's like Instagram. I don't know what it. Maybe it's just cause it's such a visual thing, and it's so easy to use, and it's not typically very political and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's artists mm-hmm. sharing imagery mm-hmm. and. It, and it, it's just – it's crazy how well that helps us out. It really is. It's, it tends to
4: be more positive, I yes, feel. Absolutely. like I, I find I spend way more time on Instagram oh, than yeah. I do on
3: Facebook. I don't even have – I have yeah. a Facebook account. I don't have it on my phone. <laughs> I, I, I got rid of it yeah. years ago because I just couldn't stand it. And it wasn't doing anything for me. Exactly. You know, with Instagram. Yeah. And like you said, like, I mean, Instagram was something that a friend made me do because I'm not a tech guy. He's like, you need to have Instagram.
5: Like, yeah, I don't want
3: to do that. <laughs> it's interesting. You guys are talking about, you know, Todd Nebel and uh, I think Grand
2: Bear. I think, I mean, I, I know who these people are, you know, and you, I just talked with uh, Jenny Bauer mm-hmm. uh, the other day that mm-hmm. she had went just to out visit of you was <laughs> just here
1: yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah her. Right. And I just it's love
2: true. that connection that we're, we're making, you know, all, all these people with these similar interests. It's just a – it's a very cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and people talking that we about,
4: never, you know, if it weren't for social media, we never would have been in contact with yes. these people because they yeah. live clear across the country.
3: Yeah. And yeah. We're not, not going to bump into yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and it shows you that, like you said, they're, they're out there, you know, and it and there's still a ton out there who are not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know? it's oh. like My mentor, yeah, yeah. he's not on any social media, and he's an amazing craftsman. Mm-hmm. So it is, mm-hmm. it's that thing. It's just giving us a way to be able to connect with one with each other it's it's really just an amazing thing absolutely and talking about um have it made uh yeah you you just did your deal with um with andy Andy rolls Rolls. yeah that's a cool yeah we were fortunate Uh,
1: enough to have been the the premier episode on his new um have it made youtube channel and uh he and his uh brother-in-law west are just they've got this great concept and like we talked about there's people out there doing these amazing things that maybe they're just not aware of. And so they're bringing those people to the forefront, showing off their craft. And they're not just doing like woodworking type stuff. They've gone to like a brewery, to a, yeah. a glass blower, to an engraver. And they're really hitting up a lot of great fields and a lot of great artists out there. And it's, again, it's using technology to
3: promote good craftsmanship right. and old, old school skills. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really cool channel. It really is. It's, it really is. That was that was um, an awesome uh, episode he did with you guys. Oh, it was so much fun having him out there. Those guys have a vision and they've got the skill sets to bring it out and, and, and make it something yeah, real. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. And that's on I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's not even human though, Andy. Like, I don't know <laughs> how he does it. Like he's keeping up with everything that he does with his other YouTube channel. Because he told me about that a while back. I was like, dude, you're a beast. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, it's insane what he can do. It's yeah. insane. Oh man. He's a great guy, (laughs) and he will
1: be at the woodworking festival this weekend too.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be a
1: bunch of people.
3: It's gonna be a packed house. Yeah,
4: Dowd's Tools is coming, bringing a bunch of tools down there. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it.
3: Philip Morty Fanch is gonna be there. (laughs) What more more do you need? I've heard of that guy. (laughs) He those uh, record
1: player consoles that don't uh, project the sound correctly,
3: from what I've read. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, Jason. (laughs) How's the sound going to push through that wood?
5: These are sock, socks and sandals kind of guy. Socks and sandals. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh,
3: uh, that's okay. I'm proud of the low so blow sandals, man. Not in Texas. Come on. Okay. <laughs> now that my shop's AC'd, you know, it's, it's nice. My feet get too sweaty if I don't. <laughs>
2: that wasn't a low blow. I'm, j- I'm just trying to get feel back for, for, your you tight, for your tight for your tight t shirts.
0: I was like, Ramon, you wearing your wife's t shirts again. <laughs> he said, I hope your
2: marketing class one oh one sells. Maybe you can make some money and buy some adult t shirts. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> Quit shopping in the
3: petite section.
2: <laughs>
1: right.
3: Uh, oh man. I'm so glad I'm so glad we awesome. had you on yeah
0: this has it's wonderful wonderful getting a chance to talk to both of you we really appreciate the
2: invite guys this has been a lot of fun i think i've always heard that you guys are great i mean i just see people commenting about it i've heard people say that you guys are awesome and yeah this has been really really a treat to have you on well thanks ramon
1: i've always admired your work from afar i'm starting like with that marketer you did for todd niebel's bench once again todd niebel comes up but and you're seeing, like, oh, the, you seeing seen like the the stuff he did for Phillips uh, for his record player consoles and stuff. Oh, yeah. He did some amazing work. Yeah, that's a lot of fun work.
5: Yeah, thank one you so of these much. days
1: Let's... we'll get together and, and make our <laughs> social media virtual friendship a real one.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, <Right>. no
5: kidding.
3: <laughs> I might I might even meet you too, maybe. <laughs>
5: Yeah, this kind of weird. We've been doing this
3: podcast for a while, and we've never met each other.
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind
3: of crazy. I don't, I don't even know what you look like, Phil.
0: That's not even me in the video. I know what you, you have a Where's Waldo book. I, I know what I know what Phil looks like without a hat now. Means that the means oh, that know. the magazine came out. Oh <laughs> so yeah, that's right. That the new fine woodworking. I, kind of, I fine woodworking. It's a nice article. It was. Yeah, they wouldn't they
2: wouldn't let me keep a really good issue, right? There's a, yeah.
0: lot, of, uh, lot, Man, of there's a lot of great, great folks in that latest issue. Yeah, that's, that's, a, gonna be, that's, a, that's good. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a nice job with the magazine, trying to just yeah, continue to evolve it continue to move it, you know, kind of doing some of the same things that you're doing. Um, Jason and Sarah with, you know, mm-hmm. you just you just keep moving it to where there's where there's traction. You know, where, Absolutely. where, you can, yeah, right. where there's opportunities. Um, and that seems well, to be you what they're about doing.
3: Instagram, yeah, and Instagram's made, made that job a lot easier.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yep. Oh, no man. doubt. They have Great so many time. people to choose
1: from now. Um, so many people that probably yep. would have never been aware of that they can select for yep. doing an articles sure. and stuff. Yep.
3: And, and honestly, the only reason I started writing for them is because they found me on Instagram. And yep. that's the only reason. Wow! It's like so, it, it it is. It's wild, and and teaching opportunities, all that stuff. So
0: yeah,
3: yeah, it, it can be a yeah. double-edged sword
0: for sure. But it sure can yeah, be. Anyhow, <laughs> it can be best best friend, worst yeah. enemy. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be a big time suck but, too. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah.
3: So do you have anything else coming up, Jason? Uh, I know you obviously we've mentioned about four times already, but you're coming out to the show. And then you're going to be teaching Texas the Texas Woodworking Festival. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the
1: Texas Woodworking Festival this weekend. And we've got that class um, up in Seattle uh, in two weeks at the Pratt Fine Arts Center. Um, after that, the next event we have on our schedule is the uh, Dowd's Tool Sale. I think it's going to be like the first or second weekend of June um, in Garland, Texas. Um awesome. But that's that's really it, um, and then just filling orders left and right um, that's that keeps right, me busy right. day in and day out, and we're yeah, and we're
0: cool, and working on a building. Yes, yeah, and then and then when I' working get tired of that, and get
1: a building, raising free kids day. I go out there and then yeah, raise three kids, and we just got done prepping our garden to get everything planted out there for the the spring, so it it never nice. stops, never yeah, stops yeah. Which is so why I had good. to quit my full-time job. So I had
2: right. time to do all this stuff. That's
0: right.
2: He <laughs> didn't have time to work. <laughs> so
5: <laughs>
0: so we're, we're just finishing up here. I, um, we always yep. give an opportunity to, to let people say, you know, basically where, where people can find them. Um, so, you know, like what are the, what are the places that you want to plug as far as, as far as how people can get in touch with you? Sure. So um,
1: our, uh, the, the, the main thing where we've got most of our content is on Instagram. Um, you can find me on TXHeritage. Um, it's all one word. And then Sarah is Lone Oak Design, all one word. And loan as in single, not loan as in money. Um, and then uh, our website is uh, TXHeritage.net. And that's got all of our good pertinent on info that. on there and all of our products. And it's got info in the building and the, the GoFundMe account and all
0: that good stuff. Right. Awesome. On. Nice. Right on. Well, super cool. Well, thanks for, thanks so much for being on. And, um, you know, uh, we, we really appreciate it. This is like, I've said this numerous times. This is one of the main reasons why we like doing the podcast is so that we can, yeah, it's a great excuse to be able to talk to folks. Um, you know, uh, to, give them a call and say, Hey, you want to, you want to talk for an hour? (laughs) If if you don't have, you know, if you don't have the podcast, you you, you kind of sound like a weirdo. Um, So it's (laughs) kind (laughs) of, so, you know, it's one of the, uh, you know, selfishly for me, I know it's one of the, one of the main reasons that that I want to do the podcast is get a chance to talk to folks that are doing the things just like what you guys are doing, figuring out a way to make, make a go of it
5: yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah
0: right
4: on thank That's you cool. for thank you for having us oh
0: yeah yeah we oh, yeah. we Thanks. appreciate it thank know you how busy busy your schedule Oh, uh, we're all doing this we start well we started the recording at what a little after nine o'clock in the evening uh yeah because you know i've got kids you guys have got kids phil's got kids we got to get those kids down and mu- <laughs> muzzled <laughs> so the- <laughs> So we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys doing it. I know there's there's not a lot of free time, extra time um, involved in your day when you when you are doing this for a living. So, yeah, thanks no, a lot. You're right, but
1: like we said before, we we do this to connect with other people and to get to know people that have common interests. So we we really enjoyed this conversation tonight. It was a
0: lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was a hoot. <laughs> <Right on. laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Ramon, you wanna you wanna lead us out? Yeah, yeah, you bet.
2: That that was fantastic, Sarah and Jason. Thank you so much, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We always appreciate it. If you have any questions about this show or past shows or suggestions for topics for future shows, you can email us, and that's info at woodworkerspodcast dot com. And so, on behalf of Ben and Phil. And the power couple, Sarah and Jason Thigpen. I'm Ramon, and we'll catch you right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Ciao. Take it easy.
3: Thanks. Thanks so much, Jason, sir.
2: Hey, you day. bet. Y'all yeah. take it easy. We
3: appreciate it. It was great. Great job. Thank guys. you. Thanks
0: a lot. Great job on getting back on and getting dropped and getting back on i i I, I heard that
5: (laughs) i don't know what the deal
4: was it was like right at right at like the between 15 and 20 mark like it would just drop out and
5: so it
2: would i I did
4: like you had said get back through the text but then this last time it wouldn't connect again so i just came out yeah
2: i was i didn't want to say
0: anything but i kept Uh, on hearing them yeah. The, little, yeah, the little, the little guy. No, no, that's that, you, did a, you did a fantastic job. I don't think anybody will be able to. When well, at the, the end, the day, I was yeah. like, oh, "Oh,
3: Sarah's not here. She's head. not here." And then all of a sudden, we're How are we going to head out? I'm like, "How's she doing that?"
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> was good thinking, God, great job,
1: That's, yeah. that's, that's one that benefit awesome. of having your shop just 30 feet from the house. That's right. Right.
0: That's right. That's that's awesome. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah
4: had to put on a robe it's cold outside
0: right it is cold. I cold have, for
1: us it's 40 something yeah I'd have. Yeah. i'd have to put on a robe to go us.
0: outside too i don't have anything on
2: <laughs> <laughs> T- TMI, i'm glad the video function was not working on the app <laughs> that's what that scratchy noise i kept hearing was <laughs> ah, <TMI. laughs>